0: This is Danielle Houston. I'm with Propel Insurance. I'm a benefits consultant, and I've been working through a series of different information to share with you about how COVID is impacting different areas of employee benefits. And while 401k isn't part of my expertise, it is the expertise of Dan Palouse. Dan is the 401k advisor who works with Propel Insurance. And so I have worked with him uh, personally with my own 401K and our organization has worked with Dan and his firm. I asked him to join me today to explain to you how the CARES Act has impacted 401K and then give us some broader strokes around what the market is doing, what you maybe should be prepared for and some of his other stage wisdom uh, as it has helped me sleep a little better at night lately, I hope that in turn Dan can help you sleep a little better tonight too. Dan, thank you. Thank
1: you, Danielle. Um, I appreciate you having me today, and I can appreciate the time. And um, thanks for everyone who's who's gonna you know watch this at some point in the future. Um, yeah. So I'm a retirement plan advisor. Uh, we work obviously with Propel and, and other organizations and companies across the country, um, roughly covering about 52 to 55,000 employees. So. Um, we like to think we have a pretty good data set from which to to draw from and, and hopefully um, you know craft solutions and and provide ideas that we're gonna help uh, the majority of our participants. You know, we've been on the front lines of this from the market perspective. Obviously, the healthcare side of things uh, is a little bit out of our hands, but our job is to create that sense of comfort among the participants so that we know what we're doing going forward is going to be in their best interest.
0: Which is a feat. In and of itself right now, right? To give, give a little bit of comfort to people who might be worried not only about the health issues that are happening around us and maybe to us, but then the impact that's had on what we've been saving for retirement.
1: Absolutely. That is correct.
0: So my first question for you, the CARES Act. It was a brief couple of lines, but it did mention 401K and a new ability that we will have. Can you explain that for us?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, As you mentioned, it was a brief couple lines, but could have potentially large implications for not only retirement plans and the sponsors themselves, but for the employees as well. So the first aspect I will mention is it's important to note that the new features available in the CARES Act are opt-in options for plan sponsors. So this is not going to be made available necessarily to all employees who have a 401k plan. Um, the employers that have sponsored their plans will have to adopt or opt into these, these vehicles or these options going forward. Um, that said, it's also important to differentiate between what potentially existed before the CARES Act was in place and then what options will be available going forward for the participants who employers do opt-in. Um, so if I take a step back, most 401k plans prior to COVID-19, offered two types of, of distribution options uh, prior to retirement or age 59 and a half. And that would be one, a hardship withdrawal uh, that is allowed if certain hardship requirements are met. So there's a certification process in order to take those funds that will still exist today. It will still exist going forward. Uh, the challenge there is there's a 10 percent penalty on the monies that are withdrawn and the taxes uh, are owed in that plan year for the monies withdrawn as well. The other option that still and and was available was a traditional loan, um, whether it's for the purchase of a primary residence or just for for general need. Um, Those loans still exist today. The terms of those loans are traditionally up to 50% of your account balance um, or $50,000, whichever is lower. Um, As part of the CARES Act, we've basically taken those two options and expanded upon them and created more flexibility. So the first thing I'll talk about is the hardship withdrawals. Under the CARES Act, it is not a hardship withdrawal. Uh, It essentially is what we're calling a CARE Act distribution. Uh, So it allows participants to take out up to $100,000 or 100% of their account balance, uh, tax and penalty free. So very different um, than a traditional hardship withdrawal. What's also different is the participant is self-certifying that they absolutely need these funds. And so that's a little bit of of a key component to this is that in order to qualify for these funds, you will have to be impacted by COVID-19, whether that is um, becoming ill from the virus yourselves, um, a spouse or something other who you rely upon for income, doing the same thing, or your job being impacted, whether it's hourly wages, a uh, reduction of hours, and you're obviously gonna need these funds in a more timely manner. So that's why the CARES Act distribution was really created. Uh, for a majority of participants, this may not even be an option, right? Because if you haven't been impacted, and from a, uh, a paycheck perspective and a livelihood perspective, thankfully things have continued as normal. This is not going to be necessarily an option you probably want to even evaluate or may, that may even be available to you. Um, I will tell you that a lot of our plan sponsors who have been in very fortunate situations and have, haven't had to lay off individuals are not even going to make these Care Act distributions an option going forward or for the time being. So it really is going to be on a case-by-case basis. Um, In the case that you absolutely need funds, I think the next option to me would be a better alternative to evaluate first, and that is the new loan provisions. Uh, It essentially will allow you to take out, again, up to $100,000 or 100% of your account value, whichever is lower, and then forego repayment up until at least December 31st of this year. So you're taking a loan and automatically delaying repayment, uh, which should hopefully help bridge the gap between where where folks are now from an income perspective and where they're going to need to be. Um, that is another option as part of the CARES Act. So there's a lot to really unravel and unfold here. Um, and every participant should be reaching out to maybe the plan sponsors, but more importantly, the plan providers, the fidelities, the Empower's of the World, who are sponsor, who are uh, record-keeping and administering these plans. Is They're going to make available uh, what is available from a plan perspective to these participants when they call in or when they're reaching out. So uh, we've had a lot of questions about it, a, a lot of um, you know questions that are just what access do I have, how does it apply to me? And unfortunately there is no blanket statement yet, right? Because plan sponsors are adopting these uh, as they see fit and then each of those options are gonna then have to be evaluated by the participant individually. But the good news is the CARES Act has allowed folks to essentially access these funds in a much more uh, financially beneficial way than a traditional hardship withdrawal or some of the old loan provisions may have allowed for.
0: Okay. So the important thing to call out here and and just a re-emphasis is even though people will likely be hearing about this through the media or maybe through a friend that these are available, it don't necessarily mean that that you have them available. You'll still need to check with your employer, look at your plan description, see if that's allowable.
1: Exactly right, and it's, it's important you mentioned the summary plan description of the plan document. Many of those are not gonna be amended yet to even include uh, these provisions. So the plan sponsor the business themselves is likely gonna be the one to provide details to the participants whether or not these are available. Um, we have, there's a window of opportunity for the plans to so then be amended to allow for these, but that's a future date. Because of the urgency around the economic impact, um, essentially the plans are gonna operate under the assumptions that the plan will be amended in the future and allow for these types of distributions immediately. So um, as we've had conversations with participants, we know which plans allow for so far and which ones have not yet adopted that. And we're providing the options available to that individual participant specifically. And I think that's gonna need to continue to be the case um, as it really is gonna be on a case-by-case basis for the individuals and then the plans themselves.
0: Yeah, speaking of the case-by-case basis, can you maybe share who would one of these loans be good for? Because just because you have the money saved in your 401k, I mean, an understanding here that everyone is gonna have a different level of, of economic impact in this, but all of those things kind of considered who is a loan good for and who should be looking for any other avenue of loan first?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And let me start by saying I think every situation is going to be different, but we would at least evaluate the CARES option or CARES loan option first for participants and then look to the CARES distribution, um, only because I think it'll simplify the potential tax implications for an individual. That said, um, anyone who's been negatively impacted from uh, whether you have an hourly uh, job or you've had hours cut or your wages have been, um, have been uh, cut back as well as part of this. That's If you need the funding immediately to pay rent, or pay those bills on a monthly basis, this is going to be a nice option for you to evaluate as part of other options, right? Um, there's a lot going on fiscally from the Federal Reserve, the U.S. Treasury Department. There are going to be other options potentially, but this is just another uh, potential uh, vehicle that you can draw from. It's going to be someone, in our opinion, who, has been, who sees that negative impact now and ultimately doesn't know when that negative impact will be alleviated from a wage perspective, from an earnings perspective. If you're in those circumstances, this is a nice alternative for the time being. Um, but this is not a cure-all either, right? So this is part of a, a much broader package fiscally that the CARES Act was, was developed for. But if you're in a situation though, and, and thankfully, and again, we, every time we talk to participants or groups of participants, we hear more and more that, hey, I have my job and I'm lucky to have it and my wages haven't been impacted. Then, unless there's some you know reason, whether it's spousal uh, income that's been affected, this is probably not something you even want to evaluate at this point, right? If things thankfully have continued as normal from a—that's you know, a very kind of vague term today—but right. normal from an income perspective for you for the time being, these are not options you're going to want to uh, even think about for, for again for now. If things change in the future, know that you have access to them.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's shift a little bit. Um, about a week and a half or so ago, I finally emailed you, you're in Chicago, I'm in Seattle. With the time difference, I'm sure that I was emailing you rather late with a, hey Dan, I accidentally saw my 401k balance. Okay. I had been intentionally not looking. I knew it wasn't going to be good. And then just by byproduct of you know logging into my bank account one night where I can see the whole summary. <laughs> I accidentally saw the balance. And even though I knew I had that momentary feeling of, oh boy, that's that's bigger than bigger than what I thought it was gonna sure. be. And I emailed you and said, Hey Dan, can you just talk me off of this a little bit?
1: Yeah.
0: And you emailed me back the next day, which I, I appreciate. Um, what kind of advice can you offer? To folks who are looking at their retirement balances too, and probably having really similar anxieties.
1: Yeah, it's a great question, and obviously one we're we're getting daily, um, if not hourly, in some cases. But again, I think it's it's important to step back in every circumstance and, and realize that every time we have a market decline of, of of any magnitude, it's for a different reason, and none of them ever feel good. You know, I, I, we've done this now for almost twenty years, and we've been through the tech bubble and the the global financial crisis, and now COVID-19, they all feel different. Um, But at the end of the day, you also have to have some optimism that things will not always be like this, right? So when talking about this circumstance specifically, it's important for us to have participants that we work with think about it in three ways. One is first and foremost, and most importantly, this is the healthcare crisis. Um, And we're not trying to minimize that, but that is going to work itself out differently than an economic impact and reaction will be, and the market impact and reaction will be. Then you have the economic side of things, which we're personally all concerned about, today, right? With, with so many unknowns about what does the economy reopen? What does it look like going forward? We wanna, we wanna understand what that means to us individually from an earnings perspective, a cost perspective. And so that's kind of the second part of this discussion. And then third becomes financially, right? From, my, from an investment market perspective, how has that impacted my 401k? What's interesting about when we, when we put all three of those side by side is the market was the first to react in a negative manner, right? The, the uh, economy and the healthcare side of things have been slower to react. And that's just the way the mechanisms work individually. But, you know, it's really interesting if you think about, let's just talk market related and what those implications have been and the way the markets have reacted. But we were at all time highs in the U S stock market just over a month ago. And, And so quickly we forget that, that, really mid-February, all major markets in the U.S. were at all-time highs. As another point of reference is that 2019 was a tremendous year for global equity markets. Uh, The U.S. stock market was up about the S&P 500, up close to 30% in 2019. So if I kind of peel the onion back, right, I look back to January 1 of last year of 2019 and look where we're at today, we're still slightly positive. But there's been lots of ups and downs in that time period. And so our goal is to take the emotion out of the investment-related decision uh, respective to our 401k plan. It's also important to note that what we hear in the media, what we read on CNBC, these are not um, topics that are, should be really focused on for long-term retirement investors. These are topics and discussions for short-term traders, for folks who are looking uh, to move money in and out of markets on a daily basis. And the 401ks are, A, a long-term savings vehicle with an investment component. And so if we have that long-term perspective, yes, we're going to feel the economic impacts daily. Yes, there's a healthcare risk daily, but long-term, the markets will try to see through those things over time. And so, you know, as we've done education over the last 30 to 45 days with folks, it's always interesting to provide some from historic context, um, but ultimately some um, rationale as to why you don't make short-term decisions. And if there's any you know, way to look at it today is as as we talk and since you emailed me, the market's up about 25% from its lows in just about three weeks, right? Um, no one, whether they're the, the who they believe to be the smartest folks on CNBC or any of us could have told you that was going to happen three weeks ago. And when you look at investment markets, they will tend to overreact to the downside first because there's more unknowns from an economic impact and an earnings perspective uh, on, the, on the companies that do make up these, these indices. And they will overreact and then slowly make their way back to what they believe is fair valued over time. But it's interesting as we've watched, and I've probably watched too much of the, the media in terms of the financial coverage over the past month, but no one in 2019 was talking about the tremendous growth in the stock market or your 401k balances. Everyone's talking about this market crash of 2020 and there was no way around just defining it that way. But if I look at it over the last 15, 16 months, It's been a slow grind higher for the U.S. equity markets. Um, And as I've talked to a lot of folks individually, I mean, we were essentially actually lower than where we're at today on Christmas Eve of 2018. Right. So not that far off, but it feels very different. Right. And there's an emotional component to it. And so you can't discount that, but you certainly have to take a step back before you make or take an action that may impact you long term. And that's the other thing that kind of ties into the distribution options available, too is part of the CARES Act. If you go in and take that CARES Act distribution, you're taking money out of the plan today, you are essentially gearing yourself, you're essentially guaranteeing yourself a loss, right? You're taking money out at a much lower level than what we were a month ago or three months ago. Um, and so again, if you don't need those funds, certainly not a step you wanna to take today. If there's no way around that, there's, that's why they are available. But thinking long-term, you know, markets do recover. Um, markets tend to recover more quickly than the economy. Or then in this case, obviously, the uh, healthcare resolution being available. And you're starting to see that, right? The market is up almost 30% from the lows now, as as I sit here, the market's up again today. And that's because now it's looking forward to 2021 and further out and saying, if the economy does reopen here in 30 days or 60 days or however long that is, what do corporate earnings look like if that does occur, right? And so they're more forward thinking. And that's why you saw the market start to decline end of February, well before we had You know, shutdowns here uh, in the Chicagoland area or nationally. The market was way ahead of that by two or three weeks. And so, if we're looking at that from a retirement investor perspective, it's going to be really difficult to time the market anytime, anyways. But from an investment perspective, on the retirement plan side of things, it's not something we want to be making decisions around because we're likely going to do more damage to our accounts long-term than we will benefit those. Um, So, there's a lot to kind of unravel in the market side of the market. The you know aspect of things, but when we look at it, short-term decisions do not should not fall under the, the realm of retirement planning. Right? These are long-term dollars, and and as we think about it, even if you have a year or two years ahead of you, markets are likely going to recover most of those losses as they have already. Um, you know, much sooner than than what most people believe.
0: Okay, so you drew an important comparison for me as well. On average. How much is the stock market down versus 401k?
1: Yeah, so that's the other thing to, to kind of keep in mind, right? Um, we look at U.S. broad stock markets. Um, and if I just use the S&P 500 here in the U.S., you know, from its all-time high in mean, February to about you know, March 23rd, we were down 34%. Uh, doesn't look good on paper, doesn't feel good for sure, for sure, but we were up almost 30 last year alone. The other thing that the market or the, the media doesn't mention about this is that retirement investors in general, and this is not a, a per person um, statement, but are better diversified than just owning the U.S. stock market. Right. If you're older, you're probably a little bit more in cash and bonds, which bonds have done well in the current environment. You have international stocks and small cap stocks and mid cap stocks. So diversified portfolios have held up much better than the, than the broader U.S. stock market. Um, you know, if I look at an investor portfolio today who's in retirement, so they're close 65, and we have various types of solutions for those folks, but on average, they're down about 6 or 7% just this year. That's not all that bad relative to the you know, roughly 20 25% we're probably sitting at today. So diversification works, right, as long as, again, we have a long-term perspective. And so, you know, the older workers are probably going to see less of an impact today because of that more proper diversification based on their age. And again, more of an allocation to conservative type investments. If you're younger, you're probably going to feel more of that downside because you're going to be more aggressively weighted today. But the idea is you have more time on your side to make that up as well. So um, diversification is key. And and as as we have folks log into their accounts, they're going to show you a year to date number, but expand that out. Look at over the last year or, or 15 months. And the numbers are not as dramatic to the downside as people believe. Um, So again, we're too short-term in nature when these events do occur from a market perspective. We need to be thinking much longer term. And um, things will will never be fairly valued either, right? The market doesn't price perfection. It either overvalues things or undervalues things. And if I think back to February, which seems like ages ago now, the market was overvalued. It was basically priced that the economy would continue to do extremely well. Well, clearly we had a a shock to the economy in COVID-19. And then the market just sold off dramatically to try to reprice what that uncertainty looks like. Long term investors don't have to worry about those day to day moves because over time, right, will average itself out. But, um, you know, we, we again, diversification is, is works in 401ks. It works in general, as long as, again, we have that, that long term perspective in mind when, when we build a portfolio and as we manage it going forward.
0: Dan, I appreciate your perspective, your calm sense of uh, you know that long-term lens I think too is really helpful because it's pretty easy to get caught up in the anxiety and in the panics of the unknown even if you don't necessarily have that sense of panic yourself. when you start to look around and you're watching the news and you're looking at your 401k balance, you know it can definitely draw you in. You know, a rabbit hole there that starts to feel a lot more scary than uh, than what you had maybe
1: hoped. That is absolutely right, and I would say, you know, if you don't have an advisor, that's okay, right? If you have a 401k, any of those plan providers have done a great job of deploying resources to to help folks make sense of what's going on with their account. Um, and and you know, it's most of us haven't been near a water cooler lately in the office, right? It's everyone's working from home, but you shouldn't be listening to the, the folks you work with or the folks that sit next to at work because your circumstances are very different than theirs. And so reach out to trusted resources like your plan advisor or the plan providers, and they're going to walk through what your options are, what your circumstances have been. And again, ultimately, I think when you, when you feel that back a bit, it's not nearly, it's not nearly as dramatic as the media will have you believe. And so uh, we just caution folks that if you want to take action with retirement funds, we obviously do have access to that, but just know what the implications may be long-term and know that, you know, um, you're likely doing more harm than good by making emotional decisions relative to retirement plan investments.
0: All right. I'm going to take a deep breath today <laughs> and I hope that other people who will watch this or listen will also take a deep breath and pick up the phone and call their plan advisor if someone is looking for a plan advisor, and you know, maybe maybe they're an, an organization that's going to start a four hundred one k plan here, or maybe they're finding that through this time they're not getting the support they need. Can you just give us the little overview of Wintrust, who you guys are, and how you guys can help?
1: That'd be great. Yeah. Um... So we work with plan sponsors of all sizes. So whether they're startup plans or organizations looking to create a 401k for the first time, or you have a couple thousand employees and, and you're looking for um, some new ideas on how to better manage the plan going forward. We work as a consultant and advisor with companies and organizations of all size. Um, our goal is to work in, in two capacities. One is at the plan sponsor or the committee level, helping them make decisions around how to better manage plan costs, plan investment options. The design of the plan, most, most importantly, is how is that plan designed for my employee demographic? Uh, and then managing those, those processes on an ongoing basis for our plan committees. Um, and then I think it, most importantly from our perspective is then the employee experience, right? The participant experience that we've talked so much about today uh, is being a resource to those folks, whether it be in you know, uh, WebEx chat, you know, Zoom meetings, or uh, in person, hopefully at some point again in the future, and making sure that participants of all the companies and organizations we work for have access to whether it's a member of my or whether it's myself or a member of our team, on a daily basis to help formulate a plan individually for them. So, uh, as a plan advisor, our goal is to, is to really focus on both aspects and, and make sure that uh, both committees and plan sponsors and the participants know what resources they have available to them. Um, and I will tell you, too, one of the things on the, on the plan side, we did have the Secure Act, which passed on Christmas Eve of last year. Um, and that's afforded some, uh, some opportunities for companies looking to start retirement plans. Uh, and, and so there's a lot out there for businesses if you are focused on the retirement plan today or if you want to focus on that the rest of 2020. There's a lot of great um, features from, from the SECURE Act and a lot of great uh, access to opportunities in the marketplace today to, I think, better plans in general. And that, that goes for all organizations out there.
0: Thank you, Dan. Appreciate it, Uh, professionally and personally. (laughs) appreciate you. If you would like to hear more, if you'd like to watch some of the other series that we are making available through this, as well as other things related to employee benefits, you can follow the Propel Checkup YouTube channel and for the entire series that's connected to the COVID impact, you can find all of this information at daniellehouston.com forward slash COVID. Thank you for watching today. I hope it brings a little bit of peace and calm into your place there in the world.